All right, this is our inaugural podcast. I'm Brett, and I'm David, and this is our as yet untitled podcast. Kind of like that name, as yet untitled. As yet untitled, just like life, right? And we're just going to talk and and talk about whatever we want to talk about because we're the ones that are here. Yeah, and we have to be honest. That's right. Got to be honest. So just uh, for anyone that would possibly hear and listen mm-hmm. to us, we're two men, Christian men, yeah. sinners, yeah. that made some big mistakes. Yeah, we have. Been forgiven greatly. Yep. And um, we're going to share a lot of our thoughts, our concerns, anything that normal people might be able to relate to or yeah. unnormal people. Yeah, because I think that's probably more what we are. <laughs> yeah, and unnormal when it yeah. should have been abnormal. Yeah. So. And just thinking about this, what I thought about is uh, trying to tell people who may not know who we are a little bit about ourselves. Is you know, I, I love what you said you know, that we're that we're sinners. You know, that God God has been good to us. Uh, we both have beards. Uh, mine is bigger, but yours looks nicer. We uh, we talk about coffee and, and music and and God and philosophical things and family and uh, mostly we just talk. We just talk. We talk a lot. Uh, c- uh, cigars and pipes. A lot of things that we enjoy talking about. It's important to have someone to to do that with. Yeah. No matter what the ages, just somebody that you can relate to, talk to. Instead of having to bottle everything up, it's right. good to be able to share these things. So, and I, I know I haven't always had someone I could just sit down and talk to about anything. And uh, and you're one of those few people in my life that I've been able to do that with, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I've got about five people, and you're one. Of, you're one of the five. And of those five people, you're probably the only one I've actually been talking to most recently. So, mm. but. Uh, but yeah, I guess if we, if uh, a background, I'm 42, live in Mississippi, born and raised in Mississippi. I'm a Southern boy, so that's where I get a lot of my views. So that was a big upbringing of mine. But I also grew up playing tennis, so I traveled all over the nation. So you could with, say you were a professional athlete, correct? Uh, I taught professionally. I did not play okay. professionally. Gotcha. Very different. I was not that good. But I was blessed to play tennis in college. So, um, but, but yeah, married, two kids, been married 10 years. I know the wonderful parts of marriage and the terrible parts of marriage. I know how wonderful children are and how difficult they are. <laughs> yeah. And I know you're the same. Mm-hmm. I'm also from Mississippi, and uh, I have not been able to see near as much of the world as you have. Mine's been uh, contained to North America, but uh, grateful for those opportunities. Uh, Between my wife and I, we have five children, and mine are considerably older than yours. I I am nine years older than you. I'm 51. Well, no, I take that back. I'll be 51 in a week, so close enough. Yep. But uh, I've been married twice. My first marriage ended in divorce, 
and that's something we'll probably talk about at some point. It's not something we plan to talk about today, but we'll, uh, I want to talk about that and how God redeemed that situation. It was uh, very good. I'm, I am a better person as a result of, of what God has taught me through all that experience. Well, but those are the kind of things we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I brought something for us that I've already told you a little bit about. Uh, I've got a little jar here with some slips of paper that have some random questions that I found on the interwebs uh, that would just be interesting. I think it'd be great for us to – I got the idea from Jimmy Kimmel, if I'm going to be honest. Not Kimmel. What's the other guy? Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And uh, just answer pretty quickly. It doesn't have to be like split second, but – don't think about it too much kind of thing and, and you've already grabbed in there so you want these to be one liners you want them to be deep and philosophical I guess whatever it calls for okay all right if you could wedgie any historical figure who would it be <laughs> uh, Hitler I'd want to give him a horrible wedgie one that he felt for years okay yeah that's an interesting question yeah, I wonder if you'd even get close enough to do that. I don't know. But, it, you know, the opportunity, if you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. All right, here's your question. What is the best cup of coffee you've ever had? I've had a couple. That's one of the simple joys in life. The best cup of coffee I've ever had, I don't know. I mean, I've had some recently, but we have a creamer. It's called Silk, and it's vanilla. I pour it into my coffee first and then pour the coffee into it. And we do the Great Value Walmart brand French roast, dark roast, and it's the best. No matter what, I've had all these fancy kinds, and that's still the best. And probably a lot cheaper. It's significantly cheaper. And what? Uh, and since we're not sponsored by anybody, not really plugging anybody, uh, what we're drinking right now, both of us, is Jack Daniels brand coffee, which doesn't have alcohol in it. But it would make it this is, podcast a little more interesting, probably. Right. Yeah, probably so. Maybe but it we'll has been roasted there, and it is considerably more expensive. It is like $18 a pound, which is why I don't drink it very often, because although I love it, it's just too expensive to drink a lot of it. You can taste the Jack Daniel flavor, though. Yeah, you can taste the flavor. It's good. All right. Would you rather have a job reading boring books or counting blades of grass? Uh, neither, if I'm going to be honest. But probably the boring books, just because my my brain could wander, I guess. Well, you wouldn't get anything out of counting blades of grass. You no. at least learn something reading boring books. Yeah, probably. That was my so. entire education, basically. True. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Ed education, people, is very boring. Teachers need to spice it up. I'm not going to touch that one. Okay, here's your question. What movie or TV show do you think is overhyped? Friends. Oh, very good. Yeah, absolutely, friends. I mean, I some agree. some is funny, but, I mean, it's just uh, at some point, you know, you get to a certain age and everyone needs to grow up, and no one no one ever grew up in that uh, in that show. Good point. And a comment I heard from somebody, probably on the Internet, I don't know, was just that it seemed to be a show about white people in Manhattan and that nobody else could relate to. And I can see that point. I thought it was funny when I watched it, and then it just got to the point where I thought, I'm, 
I'm in, wasting my life watching this show. Well, it's like any other sitcom. The first few seasons, you're like, okay, it's relevant. I can relate to it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of get crazier and crazier. They try to add things that are completely unnecessary, and and it's more dramatic, and they tr- start making it more political and or anything whatsoever, and you're just – it's no longer uh, – it's really not that fun anymore. But I say that about almost any show I'm watching right now. <laughs> so – Oh, yeah, I guess I need to read a question. I have a question for you in a minute. Okay. What is your least favorite cheese? My least favorite cheese? Uh, Limburger? Is that a cheese? It's a stinky soft cheese, yeah. Chinkies, okay. Or or anything that's – I don't like soft cheeses that much. I don't either. I like the hard ones. I like, like cheddar. You like cheddar? I love cheddar. Is that a soft cheese? No, That's not it's okay. hard cheese. No, see, I, I, cheddar's fine, but that's a really good cheese to me is something that you can literally have a glass of wine or anything with and mm-hmm. eat it by itself. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the names of them, but usually the stinkier, which just sounds just awful, but the stinkier the better to me. But not soft. You're right. I, I don't like them soft. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't know how to agree with that. Well, look, I got a question. Okay. okay. Here's another one, though. I was thinking about this. This is a little deeper, though. Tell me if you would agree with this. Okay. Pain lasts and has an impact, but joy and happiness do not. Hmm. I agree with the first part. Pain lasts and has an impact. Uh, now, I'm talking I, about as to, humans. Right. As, we're talking about as, as physical human beings that go by their day-to-day basis, week-to-week, single, married, young old man woman doesn't matter where you're from in this world when it comes to human nature does pain last and have an actual impact and joy and happiness does not taken as a whole statement as a whole uh, i have to disagree because i think joy has a has a lasting impact uh happiness does not uh and what I mean by that is, is I always think of happiness as an emotion. And I know there are people who disagree with me on that. They think of happiness more as a permanent state of mind. But to me, that's an emotional reaction, happiness. And even sadness is. Uh, those of us who deal with depression like I do, uh, you can be sad for no reason. You know, there's just no reason at all. You don't understand why it's happening. Uh, and there are lots of ways to handle that, deal with that. But uh, I'm kind of at the point where I know I'm going to feel that way sometimes, and I just try not to let it get me. Uh, But joy is knowing that there are things that are unchangeable, uh, like God's love for us. You know, that's that's the ultimate joy for me, is knowing that God's not going to give up on me and uh, and that I have a, a future to look forward to in Christ. Is that kind of what you were yeah. thinking about, or do you have something different in mind? No, I, I really, I, it's, it's one of those questions that I just, I was, I was thinking about. I agree, you know, happiness, happiness, uh, it's, it's like uh, you're getting on a roller coaster, you're happy when you sit down, and you're along for the ride, and it lasts, you know, 30 seconds, and that's over. That's happiness, it's fleeting, it comes and goes, it's all circumstantial, extremely circumstantial 
joy joy is is a uh, gosh well, I mean joy is assurance joy is stable joy is an anchor I guess though the way I look at it though is when it comes to pain and I don't necessarily mean you stub your toe pain I'm talking about real pain emotional pain the pain that clams you up uh, you know that anxiety depression stress I mean those those that's pain um, I just feel like that is so much more common which you know of course that's uh, we know where that comes from but from I'm talking about you know for for non-believers non-christians those who don't believe in Jesus those who don't care anything about that can, I, I'm trying to relate it's just um you know, for example, we talked about this. I've had a really great week at work. Everything has been wonderful. Everything at home has been wonderful. And yet, I've had this, this uh, claustrophobic feeling all week. But everything has been going smoothly. I mean, th this is one of those work weeks where everything went so well, I could have taken the whole week off. And done whatever because it was just it went that well, but yet I've not had peace, or joy, or no happiness, no happiness, uh, almost like an anxious feeling. And it's one of those feelings that you have that you think, oh, you did something wrong, but you've done nothing, uh, deserving it. And and it's just, I feel like that is so much more prevalent in my life or in, in anyone's life than joy and happiness. Um, because even as Christians, we still struggle with, and we do. We have that. We have that joy of our salvation, that Christ is our righteousness, that we are low-life pieces of crap. But praise the Lord for what Jesus has done. That that is ultimate joy, and technically, we should be the happiest people on this earth. Yeah. But we're not. And again, now this is coming from 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 two men that have lived very full lives, and even though we're only maybe halfway through them. But I mean, we we we've, we live very full lives. We don't live boring, mundane, pathetic lives. We, we're really out there. And we've experienced God's grace and mercy in amazing yeah. ways. Very and yet nice. we still feel stressed, anxious, depressed, yeah. uh, anxious about life itself. Um, it's, I guess that's what I'm just kind of getting at is, 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 is like, why is that? You know, when, when we've experienced all this wonderful things, why is pain such, uh, why does it have such an impact on us that it clams us up? Even it's almost, it's almost like it's overshadowing all the great things that are going on. Um, one of the quotes I love is by John Calvin says, tribulation weans us from the love of this present world. And, uh, and of course, that's that's I, I agree with that 100. percent You know, we don't need to get that comfortable. Why, why would we need to be? Mm -hmm. If we're too comfortable, we don't need God. We forget about yeah, God. Absolutely. We forget about what He saved us from. We you, forget. You think we, you know, we can do it on our own. Absolutely. And I mean, and, and and you've heard me say I believe Christians deserve hell more than non-Christians because we do know better, mm -hmm. and we still screw up. We still do stupid things. We still rebel and hate and judge we're probably the greatest hypocrites of all uh, so I guess that's that's just it was just one of those thoughts mm -hmm. that I was I was thinking about 
you know that I, I'm a I'm a C.S. Lewis fan, and uh, and I'll qualify that real quick. I don't agree with everything he says, but but I love his writings, love reading. One of his books, The Problem of Pain, he talks about uh, the prevalence of that, and and oh, a thousand writers or more have written about it. It's the universal problem. Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Or uh, Lewis said, you know, the question we should ask is why do good things happen mm. uh, to anybody? And uh, that, you know, that's not the exact way that he said it, but but pain is there because uh, uh, it it's the way God gets our attention. Like you said, he called it the me- God's megaphone into the world. You know, that's how God gets your attention. We can hear him whisper in the good things, but we can hear him yell at us in the in the pain. Not that God is yelling in anger necessarily, but that he is so much easier to hear because we're more eager to hear him. And one of the things that he said that has just come back to me over and over throughout my life is when he married his wife, Joy Davidman, he knew that she was dying. Uh, she was had a terminal illness, uh, and uh, he knew that when he married her. It's part of the reason he married her, so he could take care of her. So a lot of people were kind of surprised that he went through so much anguish when she died. It was just a few years, but uh, he truly loved her and and committed himself to her. And he said that when she died, he cried out to God and he he could swear that he heard the doors of heaven slam shut and double and triple bolted and that God wasn't listening to him. And it took him a couple of years of going through the grieving process before he realized that what he heard, he said, was not the doors of heaven being slammed shut, but them being thrown open and God reaching out to him and him being too blind to see it or too deaf to hear it. Uh, Pain hurts. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And it's hard for us to, I don't know, it's hard for us to deal with it can't imagine what it's like to be godless and be going through some of the losses that that people we know have gone through. Uh, the pain of losing a child or or a spouse or just the pain of losing a job that you've poured your life into or, uh, or a physical injury, even, uh, a mental setback or anything. To not have God to call out to and not have Christian brothers and sisters that you can talk to. Uh, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, hubris is... uh, extreme arrogance mm-hmm. and uh, the problem of pain you know we think we think so highly of ourselves and so little of uh, of other things you know we think of failing a test as a such a big problem you know uh, not getting the job you wanted as a problem not getting the promotion as a problem when we walk around and we see all the 
struggling marriages, the miscarriages, the abortions, the, the pain in the world, the war, uh, the homeless. You know, uh, we drive anywhere around and we'll see some people hitchhiking. They don't even have a car. And these are just, these are people that are literally one day at a time just trying to make it. But we're not those people. We're not, uh, we don't ever, we don't, uh, how blessed are we that we don't have to hitchhike? You know, uh, yeah. we, uh, we have a roof over our head. We can pay our bills. We have food and water. But see, that's, again, we, all this pain is, self, is self-generated. Uh, it's, it's self-generated. And, and again, and this coming, again, this is coming from, from me that for 42 years are making the same mistakes over and over again. And, and again, when I'm sharing these things, it's um, I'm calling myself out, which is, is which is well, it, it, it well, it's what I need to do, because uh, you know the important things in life is is basically uh, food and drink, shelter and clothing. That's it. All right, you, can, you we don't need to run around naked. We need to have a roof over our head to prov- you know provide us from the heat and you know protect us from the heat and the cold. We need we need food to sustain us and drink to sustain us, but. Why do I need uh, expensive suits? You know, why do we need huge houses? Uh, why do we need, you know, sirloin steaks, filet mignons? You know, why do we need expensive glasses of wine or just wine in general? You know, when bread and water—that's what you give prisoners: bread and water. In some countries now they get it better sure. here, yeah. Yeah. but you know. It, everything we bring upon ourselves, we want more. We're unsatisfied. We're not content. And there's pain. That's right there. I mean, that's pain. Why, why are we stressed? Why is there depression? Why is there anxiety? Because we're not getting what we want. We're not getting what we, de- we think we deserve. Uh, we're thinking too highly of ourselves. And I'm talking about, you know, in just, just in general, um, you know, I understand people go through so much more than other people. Uh, there will be, I've gone through things that some people will never go through, and you've gone through things that some people will never go through, and there's no way we can ever uh, truly understand. But, I mean, that's, that's part of the pain. We do, we feel so alone. Even when we open up to one another, it feels great, you know, it's wonderful to have that brotherly love that we can, we can talk and not judge the person. Um... But life is full of pain. Life, life, life is a lot of a lot of struggles. So why is why is life worth living? It's <laughs> a good question. You you mentioned earlier to me that you and I agree with you that we enjoy the book of Ecclesiastes, which is not a biblical book that a lot of people would say they enjoy. Wonderful book, uh, but because a lot of it says there's no meaning under the sun. There's nothing there. But just like some people would watch a, a sad movie that has a wonderful redemptive ending and never make it to the ending, just give up on it, mm-hmm. uh, pe- more people have done that with Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Because the point of Ecclesiastes is that everything is pointless without God. Absolutely. Not that it's pointless, but that it's pointless without a relationship with Him. And, you know, Probably the the best verse, if you had to, if you had to 
strain out, I guess, everything else in the Bible except for one verse. John 3.16 tells us that God loved us enough that he sent his son to die for us so that we could have life. Amen. Yeah. And, and that's, that's absolutely the most important thing. And it doesn't mean we won't be sad. doesn't mean we won't have difficulties. But it does mean that we have a God who loves us enough to go through those things with us. That's the only reason. That's um, that's the only. We have every reason to enjoy life, uh, food, drink, clothing, everything, because we know where it came from and where did it come from? It came from God. Uh, he gave us the ability, the means to do it. Uh, our jobs, everything. Um, when you have Christ's righteousness, nothing else. Nothing else matters. It's uh, everything becomes more wonderful. Now, again, this I'm saying all this right after I got finished saying, "What's the point of living life?" <laughs> because it's full of pain. But you know, again, my dad told me, "Hope is having something to look forward to," and you know, Amen. You know, we Christ has already died for us. He's delivered us from our sins. He's given us all of our righteousness. So we are righteous in the sight of God because of what Christ did. Yeah. Boom! We can live now. We can yeah. eat, drink, and be merry more right. than anybody because we have a reason to celebrate. What the crap right. does anyone else have to celebrate about? Right. Even when you get a promotion, okay, now you got more pressure. What are you going to do with more of that money? Buy crap that's gonna that you don't need. You're going to end up wanting another promotion. Uh, I mean, nothing satisfied, nothing fulfills. You're always going to need something else, and that's part of life. Mm-hmm. But when you, but when you, but Going back to Ecclesiastes, when you have all of that, everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. You know, what's the point of anything? The point of everything is just to enjoy what God's given you. So whatever kind of job you have, just enjoy it. Uh, you know, and just do the best you can with it. Enjoy it. Smile. Have a good time with it. Okay, now saying that, why do we not? Even as Christians, or, or if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. What's going to stop us from actually doing it? Because that's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Pain, pain is going to happen. What, what's, what's, what's going to, what is going to happen to to cause us to not love life anymore? Like we just got finished saying, we know, we just witnessed to everybody right now. Yeah. We're saved by God's grace. We have His righteousness. We should be happy. Why will we not be? Because <laughs> we take our eyes off the Lord. That, that's, yeah. that's it. We put it on circumstances or ourselves all the time. I'm guilty of it every single day, and uh, you know I, I've dealt with anxiety so much in my life that that I used to. I don't do this anymore on a regular basis like I used to. But it used to be, if I wasn't feeling anxious about something, I would convince myself I'd forgotten something important, and I'd be anxious about not being anxious. So you were your own worst enemy. Absolutely. So and instead of just you know, relying on that peace that only comes from God. God has blessed us both tremendously. I mean, I can look at your life and see uh, how God has blessed you. Uh, your your kids, man, they love you so much, and, it, and it's so easy to see that. Your wife does as well. Uh, you have a heart for serving people, and it's evident. And uh, And people who know you, 
speak well of you. And and that's that's a good thing. It's a good testimony to have. And uh, I'm and I'm grateful to to know you as well. We uh, are almost at 30 minutes, and because uh, because we always talk longer than we think we're going to. That's right. Uh, but I would I would think that probably the number one thing what we talked about today is just is depending on the Lord to get us through through pain and 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 remind ourselves all the time that God is good. God is the one that gives us joy. And as soon as we begin to stray away from that, just remind ourselves of that. It, it's kind of in the same way where I had, I had a lot of difficulty forgiving somebody one time for something that they had done. Uh, and they, you know, they were guilty of it. I, as far as I know, I was not guilty of anything at that time in that situation. And, and I had a lot of difficulty forgiving. So every morning, when I think about it, first thing in the morning, and I'd just say, okay, Lord, yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was, I chose to forgive them. So today I'm going to choose to forgive them again. And after doing that for a while, forgiveness came. In the same way, uh, I think joy can come that way too. If we remind ourselves uh, as often as we need it, if it's every single day for the rest of our lives or, or whatever. Yeah, along those lines, uh, the, the challenge I would have is everyone needs to stop, slow down, and think and consider, really think and consider, and ask the question in, in absolute honesty, what is the point of life and what's the point of living life if you have no assurance? Because if you just go your day-to-day, What's the point of it? At the end of the day, you gotta, you're done. You gotta wake up the next morning and you gotta live again. Are you satisfied? Are you content? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what's the, what is the point of life? And I, I would love to know what people think. You know, yeah, I would think stop, think, and consider. Absolutely. All right, well, that wraps up our first episode of the as yet unnamed podcast of life of life with Brett and David or David and Brett uh, however we want to do that that's right All right. enjoy a good cup of coffee and have a good you. night have a good night